0: Today on CityCast Chicago, the first time I heard Jay-Z's The Blueprint album, it was 2001. I remember opening a CD booklet to find out who produced my favorite songs. Yeah, it was still CD booklets, and there was the name Kanye West. Well, it's been two decades since that moment, and in the years since, I have loved and despised Kanye. The art over the years has gotten increasingly overshadowed by toxic controversies. Well, a new Netflix documentary, Genius, A Kanye Trilogy, goes back to the beginning. The last installment just dropped. It's Thursday, March 3rd. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. Brit Julius is a freelance writer who writes about nightlife, culture, and music across the city of Chicago. Brit, welcome to City CityCast Chicago.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Let's kind of look back, Brit, even before we get into the doc. Like, do you remember when you first heard the name Kanye West?
1: Oh, yeah. It was a, a girl. Because, um, you know, I grew up uh, in Chicago, in the Chicago suburbs. So it was a girl in my... Um, She was in like a spoken word at my Mm -hmm. school and she was like, there's this guy, he, like, I know him. I met him through so-and-so his name's Kanye West. And it was like, okay, this this was like probably 2003, 2000, like before the album came out for sure. And so that was the first time I really remember just hearing about him and then hearing the music and was completely blown away.
0: Yeah. I remember the first time my brother and I heard, through the wire I, I must have been in sixth or seventh grade at the time and we just looked at each other like who is this dude and I don't think I ever heard these kind of bars this 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 kind of rap from, from from somebody at that point in my life but in the documentary interestingly enough drops you in in the years uh prior to that debut album uh college dropout coming out when when the doc just sort of drops you in you see a 1990 it's like 1998 you see a real skinny kanye got right. that loud ass suit on um what, what were your impressions of sort of young Ye?
1: um you know i well he sounded a lot different that was the first thing i wrote down <laughs> i was like the way he sounds in 98, 99 is not how he sounds in, you know, even like 2006 or like 2016 or today. So his voice has definitely changed um, over the years. But, you know, outside of that, he had this like look from that that um, video, from that kind of public access show that, that Kuti had, um, was hosting. He still had this like kind of seriousness to him, right? Which I think has sort of been a, a thorough line for Kanye throughout his like career, where he's like very serious about being successful about making his music about being respected. Yeah, this I'm is me. I'm on top I... of the
0: world. I'm on <laughs> exactly. my on my way to the shits Yeah, when it, the energy from yes. from that young Kanye, it you mentioned uh Cody Clarence Cody Simmons was one of the directors of the trilogy alongside uh Chike Oza. Uh and Cootie notices that as well. He's like, I, I don't really know this kid, but there's there's an energy here. There, there's a fire here. And, and Cootie really starts to to kind of lean into following Kanye's story, showcasing Kanye's story. But what I love is that Cootie has his own story. Uh, right. Can you, you kind of tell people a little bit about uh, who Cootie is? You know, what was Channel Zero?
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, Cootie started off as a comedian, which is kind of interesting to to think of. And that's kind of how he got his um, rise locally in Chicago. So he was on the comedy circuit, um, but also, you know, really had an interest in terms of, you know, music and other scenes that were kind of taking place um, in Chicago. He had this opportunity to do this um, public access show that was called Channel Zero, but he really took it to, I, I think, a different level where, um, I, you know, At least back then, I think like people were able to really like experiment and try new things and and just kind of be free in terms of creating shows like that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, with Channel Zero, he was getting interviews with, you know, just all of the the up and coming, um, you know, rappers and artists. Channel
0: Zero, baby, in full effect with my man.
2: Chris Parker, KRS-One, man. Put your head on the screen. Uh, Channel Zero here we Run, DMC, the legendary group, yo. Hey, what you watch, man? man? I watch Channel Zero,
0: son. It really was like a shining moment in the documentary to see that Cootie was really capturing the culture at the time. And Kanye wanted to be a part of that culture. We're, we're watching... You know, it, it sounds basic, but we watching Kanye just like drive around, making, going from session to session, making beats. We watching this man sitting Burger King, like, can you kind of talk about what what was it like watching, you know, being dropped into the documentary where he's like got a small name as a producer, but he's nowhere near being taken seriously as an artist
1: those moments for me are what really made the documentary. One, they were very extended, right? So so this documentary wasn't like a traditional documentary. There weren't a whole bunch of like talking heads who, you know, you'd see a little bit of a clip and then you cut to someone sort of giving context. You know, um, the directors of this and Cootie especially, you know, they would focus in and hone in on these particular scenes that really gave us like the depth of who Kanye is as a person and also why like this story is really important to tell. So, those long moments are so great because you you hear him just talking in depth about how he's feeling, his determination, things like that. And it feels really inspiring for, for the viewer.
2: Think I'm a rapper. I'm a motherfucking MC, dog. I'm a storyteller, man. I'm a song maker. I create it, man. The music, dog, is me, man. It, it, ain't, it ain't no representation or nothing else but what I live every day, you know what I'm saying? I'm a motherfucking rapper, dog. Like, man, I'm... Man, like I be when I before I had my car, I used to be walking to the to the train, practicing my Grammy speech.
0: I've talked with some other young artists who've watched the documentary, and they immediately relate to this idea of believing in yourself against all odds. Mm-hmm. What was it like to kind of see that that confidence next to that just vulnerability on his shoulder at all times?
1: Uh, I think it was really important to to put into context that like, yeah, like who he is now is a lot of things, complicated things, upsetting things, disappointing things. I mean, a lot of, um, you know, Kanye's music talks about these relationships with these women and he displays levels of misogyny and misogynoir that are um, not only upsetting, but also very much kind of defining for his career. Like I think of, you know, from like gold digger, Ray, and, you mm-hmm. know, leave your for a white girl. Like that was a very, that's probably one of his most like iconic and also like upsetting lyrics yeah. uh, for me as like a black woman, Ray. And so um, it, I could go on, mm-hmm. but, you know, he was in that same place that many of us have been in where, you know, we believe in ourselves, but the world is getting us down and, you know, he has to put himself in really, um, awkward and vulnerable situations and, and kind of seeing how he navigates that it, it humanizes him in a way that he hasn't been for a while.
0: Mm -hmm. And then a moment happens in the documentary that I know people waiting for. I know I was, and he knocks on the door and you just hear the voice of his mom, Dr. Donda West. She was a long time educator. Uh, Kanye was an only child. So you see how much their their bond means to both of them. Uh, I mean, she was just such this important, huge figure in his life. She was an advisor, a, a business partner. They started institutions together. Uh, but even beyond all of that, it was just a mom and, and her son. And, and it was so beautiful. You know, w- when you saw them together, how did that make you feel?
1: Oh, man. Um... I think it was really important and really just powerful as, you know, uh, as a longtime like listener and observer of Kanye West to see her and to see how she influenced him, you know, and maybe she was the only person he really, truly listened to, like ever in his career. So seeing he
0: sat at attention when his mom spoke, he sat he sat at her foot as she And she beautifully lectured because she she didn't talk down to Kanye. Mm -mm. Right. She supported him. She lifted him up. She wrapped his whack ass early lyrics. Right. But she constantly uh, asked him to to look in the mirror at him at himself. Um, That when she says, uh, you know, when a giant looks in a mirror, he sees nothing. And, and she was trying to get Kanye to, to, to balance his arrogance and his self-confidence with what she knew was, was deep vulnerability and humility on the inside.
2: Like I know, I know my album is going to be right now. I got to help be what, what they have. <laughs> That's good, Kanye. Yeah. Did you think of a name for it yet? I should call it, um, I know I'm going to be straight. I don't know what I'm going to It's all good. Mom, that term is so old. Well you said I'm good. I'm good, yeah. <laughs> I'm good. What? I'm I i do not know. I just I just wanna say like I appreciate I would like to congratulate you on the good job that you did with me. <laughs> <laughs> I might take a little bit of credit. Yeah, yeah, it's good. you give mom a little bit of credit. But mostly you see I raised myself. You know <laughs> oh well, wow. god yeah. Hey, mama, ah, ah, I want to scream so loud for you, because I'm so proud of you, girl. let me tell you what I'm about to do. Hey, mama, I know I act a fool, but I promise you I'm going back to school, man.
0: So then in 2002, Kanye has just been signed to Rockefeller Records, right? They give him the big Rockefeller chain in Chicago. And they basically signed him purely off of his skills as a producer. Uh, But now he's working on his debut album. And then, bam, he's out in L.A. and he gets into this huge car accident. He breaks his jaw. uh, They have to wire his mouth shut. How does this accident really change Kanye?
1: I think, if anything, the accident just sort of motivated him even more right because yeah. kanye you know he had finally like convinced everyone to pay attention to who he is um and pay attention to his music and sign him and then they're kind of like well it's going to take him forever to recover and he can't w- talk and he can't you know all these things yeah.
0: he has this car accident and his you know people know the story but he, they have to wire his mouth shut essentially
1: right. Right. And so who do you become when, you know, your back is really, truly against the wall? So I think that moment, um, it did kind of flip a switch in him <laughs> and, and like he had something to prove now, you know.
0: And then you get Through the Wire, which after the video is made, it's sort of an instant hit. There's
2: too much stuff on my heart right now, man. I gladly risk it all right now.
0: And from that, you know, that sort of six year run from 98 to 2004 feels really paced out in the documentary. You feel like you really get a good sense of that. And then very much like Kanye's career, once 2004 hits, that documentary speeds the hell up. Yes. Very much like Kanye's ascension college dropout wins best rap, uh, Grammy. It was, it was nominated. I believe the most of any album that year, uh, during the Grammys he performed on stage. He, he was all over the world at this point when the documentary starts speeding up, it really hits on like a few like watershed moments, right? Uh, the passing of his mother, uh, the dissolution of other relationships in his life, his, his growing fame, his diagnosis as right. bipolar, watching how fast things kind of pick up after that, you know, wh- wh- what is it like to kind of see that rock that spaceship for all practical purposes kind of really take off?
1: Well, I would say, I mean, that was kind of the, the one thing that I was a, a little disappointed with, with the documentary was that, you know, we spend so much time settled in those early moments before the album comes out, and then we just kind of like zoom right ahead. I really wish that we had more time to focus on Kanye after the immediate success. But it also makes sense as to why we didn't have that footage, right? Because this documentary, while it does focus on this particular time in Kanye's life, it is through the eyes of, you know, Cootie who had been like filming it. And so as Kanye got bigger, his connection to, you know, Cootie started to, you know, change and go away. And they didn't talk to each other for a long time and didn't see each other, right? So those years, you know, are just not... We, we don't see it because there is no connection there.
0: There's this moment at act three and, and it catches Kanye in this, this this fast pace after college dropout. And Cootie says, uh, Kanye tell him something like, you know, I'm acting now, uh, I'm playing a role. Uh, like what was it like to hear that? that? It was almost like for these first two acts I was seeing Kanye West and then he sort of owns outright that like what you see from this point out is maybe a lot more character and caricature than before.
1: I mean it makes a lot of sense. I've I've made that argument for a long time, right? For if we if we look at Kanye like within like the last like 5 or 6 years, maybe even like longer than that, whenever he has a new project coming out, that's when he, you know, things start happening on social media and other, right? He starts saying weird stuff. I think he knows that um, there's a certain level of performance to being a celebrity, not just a musician, but being a celebrity. And um, some of the things that he does probably, you know, goes into that. I, I would say his most recent relationship kind of <laughs> exemplifies that as well, where that was I was like, that's a performance art piece happening in front of our eyes.
0: For the last, oh my God, it it feels like over a decade now. It feels anytime there is new Kanye, Yeezy, Yay, Mr. West news, it's always coupled with with a, a scandal of some sort. And I'm not gonna lie, right. they they started like small, like like right. George Bush don't like black people, and I'm I'm gonna stop you, Taylor, and and they've gradually increased an increase mm-hmm. to random uh incoherent outbursts um uh, really problematic and toxic runs for presidents and and the kind of you know right-wing parroted rhetoric you mentioned it yourself we've had to stomach a controversy or a scandal next to some major release for right. the better part of the last decade Trying to write this review, and trying to watch these documentaries while Kanye is having, you know, potentially, you know, another like outburst online, going at his, his family, his wife, talking about his, his kids online. How do you balance that?
1: Um, I think it wasn't as difficult as I thought it was going to be compared to other things that I've written about Kanye in the past, because it was so much about who he was before all of those things. And I was actually sort of surprised because I've been very vocal about, um, especially on like social media, about what Kanye does, his misogynoir, um, just lots of things like that. But also, you know, watching this documentary and thinking of of it from the the eyes and the the viewpoint of, um, you know, Kuti and Chike and what they were trying to say. I was like, okay, I can take this, piece of art this documentary and assess it for for what it is and not my own kind of personal feelings about kanye as well
0: so Mm -hmm. i just wonder if again the nostalgia that we feel watching the documentary will it make uh, people complacent and holding him accountable in the present to the, the the just absolute you know trash things that he's doing
1: I think that the people who have the most nostalgia for him are often the people who are the the biggest critics, right? Um, and I don't think they let their nostalgia for those early albums, you know, cloud how they feel. Because I think because they, you know, they were experiencing it. Um, they were a little bit older, right? They have been able to really see and process all of the good and the bad um and so it it has left them just more yeah more able to to really kind of break things down compared to maybe if you're just like "Eh, i don't know very much about kanye's old music but but i mean i love easy right (laughs)
0: I just found the my original case of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy opened Ooh, yeah. it and pulled out the original poster. Wow. I refolded it and put it back in and I remember the experience of of getting my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I remember yes. listening to to diamonds for yes. the first time. Are
2: throw your diamonds in the sky if you feel the vibe. The is still alive every time I ram. Forever,
0: ever, forever, ever, 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 I mean, I, I don't think it's cliche or anything to say like those felt like groundbreaking moments when I was a kid. What do you think is his place in music in Chicago history? You know, problems and all.
1: He's a groundbreaker. I mean, I have I've argued this like many times before, not specifically about Kanye, but I've argued that. Chicago is really and truly a place for groundbreaking developments in music. And sometimes it's like weird for people. They're like, I don't know. I'm like, no, it really is. But I think Chicago is also a place that people are a little bit humble about those sort of things you know so it's like we invented house music but but you know, it's like yeah I know but it's I mean it's gone global and I don't know you know it's, yeah. just, there's this this hesitation right or we you know we created drill yeah but I mean and you know New York drill is big now and he's like no but, but I think um Kanye in my mind he's groundbreaking in, in those kind of ways right like really just change the game revolutionized music
0: you talking but earth he, wind fire muddy waters Mahalia yes. Jackson Shaka yes. Khan Kanye is and, and Kanye is in that category.
1: I think Kanye would have been successful regardless of, of where he was, but um it does sort of uh, elicit a, a sort of pride to think that he sort of fits within this this canon of Chicago greats. Um and he's very much ours to to claim, you know, wild statements and all. So,
0: maybe it's a dumb question but I'll ask anyway. Is Kanye a genius? Yes. Yes.
1: Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt he's a genius but I think the I think what we need to reckon with is that just because someone's a genius doesn't mean that we have to like him
0: Britt Julius is a freelance music and culture writer thank you so much for joining us and, and spending some time to break down the, the doc series
2: thank you again I'm a come up in the spot
0: before I let you go a little bit of news y'all Former Illinois Democratic Speaker of the House and once one of the state's most powerful figures, Michael Madigan has been indicted on 22 criminal counts by federal prosecutors, including racketeering and taking bribes. As the MLB lockout drags into day 92, the league and Players Union are still without a new collective bargaining agreement. For my Cubs and Sox fans, opening day has already been canceled, and now the first week of the season is gone too. Check out today's newsletter for more details at chicago.citycast.fm newsletter. Here's some good news to get you through. We were named Chicago's best podcast by the Chicago Reader. Thank you to everyone who voted and everybody who listens. We are two weeks away from being in the game for a year. And so this really means a lot to the entire team. Remember, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and love us. As always, we appreciate you. Talk to you tomorrow. Peace. I think in in the words of Kanye, it's more like, a y'all wanted to know what we would do if we didn't win right y'all wanted to know if we would go crazy y'all everybody wanted to know what we would do if we didn't win i guess we'll never know